Cool. I'm recording. Are you recording? I am recording, yeah. Yay, we are recording. God, it's, yeah. been, it's, it's been so long. It has been, it's been a while. Yeah. Um, I, we, we can't do the, oh, we're back thing anymore. No, we we're can, not. We're just, we're just here. Yeah, we can't. We're just here. <laughs> Apologies to everyone, but it has been a while, but this, yeah. is, a, this is a new episode. Enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, you better. When will the next one be out? Who knows? God knows. We, yeah, we. The thing is, with this, we love doing them. Like, we do love doing them, yeah. but, but at the same time, they do they do take time because it's kind of it, like it's like an hour or so, a little bit of prep before, a little bit after, and you've got to, you usually do the edit side of yeah. things. But I think it's usually just finding that slot. Because otherwise your day is like continuous and you just evolve with it. But yeah. you have to like cement this in to go, right, we're going to sit down for an hour and chat. That's why we usually do it sort of like early on mm-hmm. in the day. Because then yeah. it's not it's not like, if this was like the middle of the day, all I would do is spend all morning going, I've got to do that in a bit. Yeah, right. Whereas exactly. if we do it in the morning, it's done and out of the way. And then at some point I can sit and edit. Yeah, um, this is a right. You know, I know we don't know how to start a podcast, but this is definitely this is definitely not how you start a podcast. Uh, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Wargamers Anonymous episode. God knows number. Um, you're. I am Josh. No, you're not Josh. I am Josh um, from the pickle jar, and with me, as always, is Elston from Elston Nation. Hello, hello, darling. How are you? I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. It's been a while. Yeah, it has. It has. And uh, again, we have to apologize again. Um, my life's gone absolutely haywire and we've been both been crazy busy and yeah. uh, hence why there's not really going to be a topic as such in this video. It's more going to be the giant catch up. The big catch up. Going to be loads of stuff we're going to talk about, loads of things that we've been doing that we want to do. All kinds of like, and a lot has happened. Like a lot has happened in yeah. in, in a time frame. <laughs> there's been there. There's been loads of stuff going on. So we figured we do right. So we do like to try and keep these regularish these podcasts, and that was always our intention. But you know, life gets in the way sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes we're just busy with other stuff. The same reason why I've not live streamed as much recently mm. because I've been busy. It's, 10th edition, Leviathan Box has been yeah. like mega. Star Wars Shatterpoint before that was mm-hmm. mega. Mm-hmm. I feel like there was something else before that that I was on with. And I've just, I seem to have had a very busy few months um, yeah. in terms of like content and stuff, as well as like I started my new job at the beginning of this year. Yeah. And that's sort of um, taken up a lot of time. Um, I mean, I'm absolutely loving it, but I'm doing more and more sort of bits and pieces outside of work for work. <laughs> Yeah, uh, which we'll talk about in a bit. Um, but but we, yeah, always, so, we always said that this was never going to be because this is where we went wrong with like when we used to do chilling war gamers is we started putting pressure on ourselves to do them. Yeah. Whereas this, we've always said from the beginning, like we'll do it when we can. Yeah. As uh, much as we like giving you guys the extra content, like away from our channels, yeah. as like, by doing this podcast, yeah. it is just something fun that we do for yeah. fun. Yeah, ex- exactly that. And uh, yeah, I preach, uh, uh, again, apologies, we haven't done it, but at the same time, we we like to, I, th- I think the ethos is we want to have fun doing this and therefore the content is fun. Yeah. And it comes across that way. So we never really want to like force it out. 
<laughs> Brilliant. That's one for the one for the Elston counter. Oh, I'm um, just getting so, started. Normally, this is where I'd be like, "So, Elston, what have you been up to?" But because it's been so long, the entire podcast is pretty much going to be a bit of a catch up. Right. What we've been working on, right? Uh, new projects that we've got planned out, new things mm. that we're excited about that have been announced, like mm. since the last one, because there's been loads announced since mm-hmm. it's been a while. Yeah. Um, and it's basically yeah, just going to be a big old catch up. So yeah. we'll go, we'll sort of take it in turns, go back and forth, and it's just going to be like however long an episode it is of banter and mates mm. catching up. So mm. if that's what you're into, <laughs> you're in the right place. And if it's yeah. not, then tough luck. We've locked the doors. So yeah, now <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. So. Now, do, you want to, do you want to kick us off? Elston? Yeah. Okay. So let's have a let's have a think of. I'm trying to maybe go in chronological order, but it's a bit hazy because it's what it's been a couple of months at least. I think uh, at least. Yeah. Um. So there's there's a lot has happened. Um. So what have I been doing? I have. Uh, I got my um. Converting. Tyranids into Xenomorphs video on the preparation of said 10th edition Warhammer coming out. Um, had 10th edition been announced by the last time we did a no, video? Not okay. Ofi- not, not officially. Right. The okay. last time, the, I've just checked. The last time we did a podcast was in March. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's like three months ago. Oh, dear. Uh, okay, right. So, yeah, 10th edition got announced. And, um, yeah... <laughs> Yeah, uh, hmm. I, I, I'm getting jaded messages in my brain for like, yeah, there were some cool things. Then there was Warhammer Fest, which is you and me have polar opposite opinions on po- Warhammer Fest. I think, yeah, and I, I, I think we both have polar opposite opinions on it, but they're both equally valid because yes, we both yeah. went to it with like for, for not for very different reasons and under different uh, circumstances. Yes, correct, correct. Yeah, I I was essentially more of the punter element, um, yeah. and you were the invited guest element. And yeah. the invited guests, you look like it looked like you guys had a fun time. Um, we did. I mean, like, yeah. especially considering like I didn't I didn't do the whole proper thing of like staying over in a, in a hotel or anything and mm. doing the after like hanging out with people afterwards i drove there on the saturday mm-hmm. and then drove home saturday night and then i drove back sunday morning and then drove home again sunday night uh, <laughs> which from it's like it's like an hour ish like an hour and a bit yeah yeah uh, from from where i live to to manchester um so it's not too bad which is why i figured like for how much it's going to cost me extra in petrol to do those extra two trips yeah it's cheaper than a hotel. <laughs> yeah. And as a Yorkshireman, there's nothing I love better than saving money. <laughs> um, so yeah, well, I'll tell you what, let, let's, let's start off with Warhammer Fest in, in an element. Um, it, no, I, I'm going to be try and be critically honest, but also I don't, like, there's been enough videos about all the shit that went on there. So well, I, like, I, let's, let's get this out of the way first then. So yeah. the, the things that were wrong with Warhammer Fest. Yeah. Too, too many cues. Yeah. Yeah. Now I, I have a theory about what was wrong with Warhammer Fest as, as a whole, which I don't, I've not seen anyone really comment on or figure out yet, which is where I think it goes wrong. Um, because mainly Warhammer Fest, as much as um, it's its own thing, it still 
comparing to memories of games day. Yeah. So um, anyone that remembers Games Workshop used to put on an event called Games Day, uh, which was the precursor to Warhammer Fest. Um, now, yeah, game- basically, well, to be fair, Warhammer Fest is just the new Games Day. It's yes. just that it's now branded properly. Yeah. Because yeah. Games Day could refer to anything. If you yeah, yeah, exactly. It was when Warhammer wasn't it the brand. It was Games Workshop was the yeah. brand and Warhammer was the game. Um, yeah. Anyway. Uh, so games day used to be held at the NEC, a much, in my eyes, a much larger venue than where it was this time. Um, because I think as the multiple halls, I might be wrong on that because memory and old man brain. I don't know. How many halls did they used to have for games? Day? Was it just the uh, one? No, I think at the NEC, there was at least two halls. Oh, it's like the same as Expo then. Yeah, yeah. I think it was at least two halls. And they used to have like uh like seating around. So it used to be like the arena kind of style seating, one of them, so you could go up and sit in the rafters and look down on everything. Um anyway. That that's one thing. So I personally think GameStay was a bit larger. Um but here's an element which no one's really thought of. Um Warhammer Fest, it had problems with queues, everything waiting, not that much to do. Um various other things, blah, 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 blah. But one thing which I think has been overlooked is Games Workshop have significantly downsized their amount of people working in their shops now. And that used to be a big thing about Games Day, like a really big thing that the community was and the stores were all part of Games Day. Yeah, because you used to put like a coach on and they'd, they'd go and like they'd go as a group, wouldn't they? It, so. Exactly. And all, all all the stores would bring their own tables and they'd be working on it for months. And like some stores would go real hell for leather into like a giant diorama. Some would go more for the game aspects. There would be giant apocalypse games and you'd hear the washouts and stuff like that. And that is an element which I think is no longer possible um, mm. because of like the one man store kind of element. Yeah. They, they just don't have the resources anymore to pull off just mesmerizing displays and all of these participation things to keep everyone entertained. Uh, I think it's more a age of the social media where it's supposed to be online. Everything is community driven online. Uh, so a lot more camera crews, a lot more techs, doing stuff like that rather than staff members encouraging people yeah. to playing games. I- so like I think my my it's kind of similar point to yours is like the comparing it to the old games day thing and mm. not having it as its own thing. But like I I said there's, there were so many things that they could have done that wouldn't have taken up m- mm. many more staff um on the day. Yeah. Um, and also, I think a lot of it just wasn't advertised very well. Like, I found out after the fact that they were like apparently painting lessons and stuff that people were doing. Yeah, I did. Things like that. And I, I had no idea they were happening on the day. Um, yeah. uh, but I, you know, having people like black library authors, but like law people, you know, doing like presentations or things like that, all that sort of stuff could have been done. That wouldn't have. Yeah. I think they were in that weird moment where their presenters have gone like rogue is to <laughs> show our rogue nice, hobby. Nice, nice choice of words there. Yeah. Um, and they're being cautious again, which is a little bit of a sad thing. Because it's a bit of a shame they, because... When, when they start um, going cautious, they start like tightening up. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I find that a little bit sad that that's happening. 
Um, because I, I think that's the reason why the authors and the designers and the sculptors weren't there. Is yeah, they they were like told. Oh, I know. It, I know it's not because they didn't want to be there. Yeah, yeah, um, which is a shame. Yeah. Anyway, that's the that's the negative side of yeah. War of Fest. There was a lot of queues, and and realistically, if you weren't there to join in with one of the tournaments, there wasn't really much there to do beyond one day's worth of stuff, and even that's kind of pushing it a little bit. Um, yeah, like I was there for two days, and I was fine because I spent a lot of my time. Walking around and talking to people and, and being mm. stopped and, and and do you know what I mean like and doing mm. all that sort of stuff. Um, so I I enjoyed myself quite a lot. Um, yeah. I managed to get into two of the um, announcements. I got into yeah. the Age of Sigma one and I got into the Heresy and Old World one. Cool, uh, which nice. was cool. Uh, it was that was really fun to be in there and just like see everyone cheering and. Like hearing people's like reactions when stuff got showed off and stuff that were really cool. Yeah, because um, I've 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 never been in that sort of situation before. I've never been at the live announcement for anything. Uh, okay, so that yeah. was quite fun. Yeah, yeah, it's a new thing for you. Um, well, I, I've done it before, but yeah, it's it's kind of cool when you get to be involved in that. Um, so that were cool, and I would say I ended up having a good time. Um, again, I was invited down, uh, so I you know had didn't have to pay for a ticket because. Games Workshop sort of invited me in, um, and I was kept busy all day by just stuff. This, this is going to sound really like arrogant, but I was kept busy by being me. Yeah, because um, <laughs> I am the way I am. <laughs> no, just because it's. Um, I mean, you thought it was bad at Games Expo last year. Mm. Like yeah. I. I got stopped so many times at Warhammer Fest, which I guess <laughs> makes sense because it is more focused on obviously yeah, it's Warhammer, it's yeah. miniatures. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I loved it. It was really cool to meet a load of people, to speak to people, to you know, to ask them what they're working on and stuff. And mm-hmm. it was just really, really nice. Um, yes. Really That's good, right. like sort of engagement with people that watch my content, and that was that was co- kind of cool and very humbling. Yeah, that, I mean, that, that's. I I mean. Warhammer Fest did a couple of things for me as is and it basically it boils down to a fair bit of jealousy to be fair um because I wandered around and I uh, I'm a content creator but I've I had this weird moment of my ethos going out the window and going no one's saying hello to me but however Every time I go to conventions, I do dress up in a way so that people can't recognize me because I actually I'm not overly keen on being stopped. I kind of get a mission on when I want to go. So I like put a hat on, like like a hoodie on and stuff like that. So I look relatively generic, if not a little bit shifty. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, that's, but yeah, I, I had a weird moment where, it, yeah, it was just a bit like, ah. Uh, all these content creators, like people love them, and I'm just yeah. But again, uh, that, that goes contradictory to my ethos and the way I run my channel as well. So I had to kind of correct myself after that of like, stop being weird. This is plus, not what you do. Plus, we've we've proven that people do love you because of that Tyranid video that's had how many more views? Yeah. What What did you do? What- so basically, someone was asking on Twitter. Um, about someone like specifically tagged me, someone that follows me on Twitter, and tagged right. me and asked, right. um, "How would you paint aliens?" Um, as in, like from the movie Aliens. 
Oh, right, okay. Uh, and I said, I would probably do something similar to Elston. Um, I said he did a video where he did his Tyranids and he, he converted them and painted them mm-hmm. to to be like aliens. And he used like color shift paint and stuff. I said, they look really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I shared your video in response to that. My Twitter is really weird. I either get like a small to middling amount of interaction or I get a ridiculous amount of interaction. Right, okay. And apparently that tweet just got a ridiculous amount of interaction. Well, I, I might have double whammied it by putting a post on Reddit of kind of saying a kind of similar thing, showing off. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it went from 1,000 views to now 7,500 views. So effectively, you've given me 6,500 <laughs> views on that video, um, which I'm very much like looking at. It's still numbers are still going up and I'm like, Okay, that came out a month ago. Like, uh, and it's just my brain is a little bit frazzled by the whole experience. I'm like, yeah, this is I, had, not- <laughs> I had kind of a similar thing the other day because every now and then I'll look through my uh, this is like a peek behind the curtain of, of uh, content creators. <laughs> uh, but every now and then I'm like, I'm not overly fixated on my stats and stuff anymore. Like, I no. used to be, we all do when we. You know, yeah. when we start and then like when then we go through that phase where we go, oh, I'm not doing it for the numbers, and then we realise that actually no, we are doing it for the numbers because that's a ridiculous <laughs> thing to say. So and we and we go back to focusing on them, and then we do that thing where we sort of we sort of side look at them. We don't look at yeah. them properly because then we're not focusing on them, but we sort of look at them out of the corner of his eye. Yeah, yeah. We do that, but every now and then I, I do. I sit down and I go, right, let me let me take like usually once a month or so, and yeah. I'll sit and I'll go, right, let me take stock of my channel, what's performing. How is stuff doing? What's not done so well? What are the common themes here? And actually, I've, when I did that the, the, a couple of days ago, I've seen something like really interesting, which I'll talk about in a minute. Okay. Um, but I uh, noticed that a video that I put out last year, I think, it was my dry brushing video where I dry brushed the Hulk model from yeah, yeah, Marvel yeah, Crisis yeah. Protocol. Yeah. That is like the fifth most viewed video on my channel now. Wow. And I can't remember that doing particularly well when it first came out. Like it didn't do bad, right. but it mm. wasn't like it wasn't one of the the big hitters. Mm. And that is like the fifth most viewed video on my channel. I was like, oh, when did this get all the views? And I looked back through its stats, and it had just had a massive spike at some point and shot up in views. Yeah. Um, and it's always weird when stuff like that happens because you sort of then left wondering, same as you, like, what's happened? Like, has someone shared this? Where's yeah. this? Like, because th- usually that's what happens. It's been shared somewhere. But then there's no way really for you to be able to track that. No, and what happens as well is the YouTube algorithm latches onto it at that point and starts rolling it out. And yeah. this is where this is where like some content creators that are either new or a bit inexperienced, uh, they're like they're trying to find the secret, like the secret source to get it to work. And you're like, there there isn't really a secret source. Is like no. you have to do something that people enjoy. Yeah. And if they do, the YouTube will throw it out there. Basically, yeah, the, 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 the basic concept of YouTube is make content that is enjoyable to watch, give mm-hmm. it a, a decent title and a decent thumbnail and put it out. And even, even if it doesn't like absolutely go gangbusters as soon as it comes out, it <laughs> doesn't mean that it's not going to at some point later down the line. Exactly. Um, but the, yeah, the interesting thing that I noticed when I was looking through my content so I made a big deal when I did my first Star Wars Shatterpoint video um, last month. Yeah. That I, I didn't want to put Warhammer in the title, didn't want to reference Warhammer in the thumbnail or in the title or in the description 
because I mean I don't like it. I don't mm-hmm. like I don't like doing it, and I, and I get why people do it because you know the algorithm yeah. stuff. But do you know what is really interesting? Mm. Out of my top ten videos, yeah, only one of them uses the word Warhammer in the title. Oh, only four of them have got Warhammer miniatures in the thumbnail. Oh, how interesting! Ooh. And like, I'm not saying that. It, that, that's it, it we've, we've broken the Warhammer curse I'm not going as far as to say that but what but, I was saying is that if you put quality content out there give it a yeah. decent thumbnail a decent title and to be fair as well none of those are like horrible clickbait like no you will instantly become a god if you use this one hack like there's nothing like no. that because I don't do that no. these are all very much just normal titles normal thumbnails there's like a Marvel Crisis Protocol stuff there's Star Wars Shatterpoint um, annoyingly, the most viewed video on my channel is me building a paint rack very badly. <laughs> um, and like the most viewed by like a good six, 7,000 views. Um, but yeah, so I found that really interesting. Like everyone was complaining, saying, oh, if you don't put Warhammer in title, it don't get clicks. Uh, it's like, well, it does. It just yeah. has to be interesting. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, it, it's one of those odd things where I had a, basically, I had a momentary lapse of understanding myself and YouTube of what I do and what I am. And I had a, I had a bit of a strop and Warhammer Fest was a bit of the icing on the cake of like my negative moments. And it was just like, hey, you ruined Games Day. Well, uh, hey, anyway. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna shit on it uh, because I, I think it's a learning curve for Warhammer Fest. I'm hope like the events team have also been pretty good. They've been emailing out saying, "Give us some feedback." I'm really hoping they don't just get drowned in it was shit. And I'm like, please be some it, yeah. constructive it, comments yeah. in there. I think, so people I can think like- between the um, between the survey that they've sent out and then the the multitude of videos that have come out from the content creators that were there because that's that's the other thing as well. All of the content creators that that I like mm-hmm. that were there have done like videos or they've mentioned stuff in videos. And like, yes, there's been critiques, but they've also gone, here's what you could do to make it better. Like they've yeah, all been very exactly. constructive. And they've been honest and said, look, it, it wasn't the best. Like yeah. the, we we all had a great time, but from a punter's point of view, it wasn't the best. Here are some ideas for what you could do yeah. um and improve and stuff. So now to flip flip it into a more of a positive thing on another convention, which you and me both went to, but we didn't realize we were both there. Is no. the UK the weird, yeah, the weird thing is on the on the drive down, I was like, oh, I wonder if Elston's going this year. Yeah. And they were like, well, he's not mentioned anything. <laughs> like, like, but then that, like you've been kind of busy and yeah. we've not spoken as much recently. No, no. Um, but yeah, the, honestly, there's so many people there that I didn't know were there. I didn't see I saw uh, Mikey uh, from Hellstone Wargaming yeah. at, at Games Expo, and that's only because I specifically messaged him because I knew he was there, and we, oh, okay. we messaged to meet up and, and uh, grab a drink and stuff. Oh. Um, but other than that, I didn't see anyone wow. at all. Like All the content creators that were there didn't see him, didn't bump into any of them. I think a load of them showed up later. Mm. I think like by the sounds, because I was wandering around. I saw Mini Wargaming Dave. Um, because he was wandering about. I uh, saw Mikey. 
weirdly, Mikey was interviewing Dave at the time I saw them both, and I was like, I can either photo bomb or like video bomb the video while they're in an <laughs> interview. And I was like, nah, it's a bit of a dick move. And then I was like, I should just go back and talk to him afterwards. So I wandered off to do something, turned around, and they were gone. And I was like, oh, okay, all right. Fair enough, uh, but the the flip side to give a complete polar opposite to Warhammer Fest, Warhammer Fest, I think by an hour in, I had seen everything I've done. I think I was wondering what the hell can I actually do? UK Games Expo was so much to do that I had so much to see that I generally I I, I, <laughs> I was just wandering around going, um, yeah, okay, well, so uh, yeah. So here's the thing for me, like last year, I really enjoyed Games Expo because I was with you, I was with Wendy, um, I really, really enjoyed it. This hmm. year, I wasn't super fussed, if I'm honest. Ooh, okay. I found that, um, I think especially after Warhammer Fest, where yes, there was a lot of queues, but there was also a lot of space. Yeah. And like, Games Expo this year, especially when I was there, it was like it was, it was just wall to wall people. There was just yeah. people everywhere, and yeah. like everything. Like I went this year with the. I said I'm not filming anything. I'm not taking camera. I might take a few selfies for Instagram and stuff, but that's about it. I'm not doing any content stuff. I am just going because I want to go and look at cool stuff and mm-hmm. speak to people about the cool stuff that they make. Yeah, everything that I wanted to look at. Like I was in. I was in. In. Uh, I was planning on getting involved in like demo games and looking at like just walking around looking at everything yeah and i didn't really get to look at anything because every stall had got at least two rows of people lined up in front of it that wow. i was so having to having to peer over their shoulders oh, wow. um so it's like i there were loads of like card games and board games and stuff that were like oh that looks kind of cool i want to see more about that and see how it plays and stuff and i just couldn't get anywhere near that's a very, um, very different experience to what I have, but interesting that we've got yeah, we're having polar opposites on that expo. As you're that small, convention. though, you can like sneak between people's legs it, and that, stuff. That, yeah, that is true. I am like I, it's pretty odd as well. I, I've got a fr- I, I basically went with a friend who'd never been before, and I realized he's more he's possibly more of a methodical machine than I am. So we basically said we're going to have a look at everything first, and then maybe decide. So we were just like bang, 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 up and down the aisles to try and like look at stuff. Yeah. And he was moving faster than I am. And I was just like, Jesus. Okay. Right. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, in a crowd, I can, I can lose myself pretty quickly. Um, uh, yeah. If, if I don't want to, <laughs> if I want to I mean, go, I can go. It's not that I didn't enjoy, um, games expert because I, mm. I, I did get to look at some cool stuff and i got to catch up with people like i, said, I got to see mikey yeah uh, that i've not seen for a few weeks i got to catch up with uh the shatterpoint guys uh cool. from Asmodi, uh, nice. meet them like in person because uh, we've just communicated via email up until this point um i got to catch up with a couple of the gw staff that were on their stall uh, cool. and, uh um who else i got to speak with um I got to speak with a lot of the companies that I've sort of kind of sort of spoken to before, like uh, Mantic and um, Gale Force 9. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. And uh, Modifius. Yeah. Uh, speaking to all of these, these companies and stuff about uh, plans for the future. So that that was kind nice. of cool, like a bit of networking and stuff. But then, like, 
I I went this year with the intention of I'm not like I'll go and see like the miniatures stuff and I'll I'll see people and stuff. But I wanted to look at like board games and card games, which is what mm. it's more designed for. Yeah. Um, because I wanted to pick up something cool that me and Wendy could play because we like playing card games and board games and stuff together. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I just couldn't I couldn't get close to anything. To be, to be um, fair, yeah, all the board game shops were like. Yeah, I think pretty. I think it's like thing of all the miniatures, the big miniature stuff had big stands and, and stalls mm-hmm. yeah. where they'd got a big space so people could get in and look at stuff. Whereas all the the board games stuff, because they're only a lot of them are only small like companies or small like independent people, their hmm. stall was literally at a table. So then, yeah, it gets crowded really easily. So I did something different this year, which I, I've never done at the UK Games Expo, but my friend is big into board games. He's less miniatures, he's more board games. And he's like, I really want to go to the Bring and Buy. And I was like, all right, well, I'll come with you. We'll see what it's about and everything like that. Have you ever been in the Bring and Buy section? No. We next time we should go in there because uh-huh. oh dear lord, like you like we had to queue up a little bit. It was the first thing we did, and we had to queue up a little bit. And they're pretty good in there because they don't let an insane amount of people in. They yeah. basically say there's there's a certain amount of people, any more than that, and it's going to be a problem. So they basically stop everyone until that queue's gone down a bit. But yeah, basically all the board games in there go. It, it can vary in prices because it depends on the seller. They basically, you bring the board game and you put what price you want to sell it for at the end of the day. But some in there were like... Oh, so it's not it's not like a car boot where you man your own stall. You take it no, in, you drop no. it off with the price that you want and then yeah. you go and then come yeah. back later and see if it's sold. Yeah, and if you do... So it's kind of like real life yeah. eBay. Yeah, yeah. And if yeah. it hasn't sold, you can go, all right, I'll, I'll, put, I'll put the price down a bit and stuff like that. Mm. Um, but there, some of them like board games were going like 70% off. And stuff wow. like, yeah it's like some some were like not so great some were but um for example um you know uh is it horizon zero dawn is that yeah, computer yeah. game yeah someone had got the kickstarter bundle oh, with from steamforge all, yeah with all of the all of the um pledges and modules and everything and wrapped up in one big bundle and yeah. that was for sale and wow. i was just like Oh, but the thing is as well, it's cash only. Mm. So you've got to bring a fair chunk of change with you as well, if you're going to do it, but it's, that's really nice. If you're looking for board games, that's pretty cool. So um, I'll definitely have a look at that next year then. Yeah. uh, Well, because yeah, yeah. next year, um, me and my friends are planning on going down. We're actually going to make it a two day event. So we're going to go down on, we're going to go down on a Friday. Um, have a look around the stalls, probably play some games. Um, and then the evening, did you know they do shows? No. So they do like shows and it'll be like a D and D comedy show right. or something or something like that, or like music acts and stuff like that. And there's a fair few that, um, I think are in that hotel area. So we're going to go down, get tickets for these shows and stuff like that. Um, yeah, there's all kinds of like fun stuff going on. So that's what we're going to make it a bit of a two day thing. Cause I don't know if you, well, obviously you didn't get around to see everything. And I think we want to take our time a bit with it. Yeah. yeah. Again. Uh, so Friday's a little bit less busy. So we're going to go on Friday, scope things out, maybe get some bits, play some games and just slow the pace down a little bit. Um, it might be an idea, especially cause like I think it, it did fall. 
because my, my friend who runs our local GW was going on the Friday and asked if I wanted to go with him. Hmm. And I was like, well, I can't. It's Friday. I'll be at work. And then realized like the week of Games Expo, oh, it's half term. I could have gone because yeah. I'm not at work. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, yeah, that sounds like a that sounds like a good idea doing it on, over a couple of days so you don't yeah. have to rush around and stress quite as much. Yeah, that, that's yeah, that's that's kind of the idea. But we'll see we'll see how that pans out for next year. So, um, but yeah, so that's they were they were some gaming events, expos, mm. and conventions that we've been to. Um, what so what have you been working on painting wise then? Like I know that there's going to be like a, there's going to be like eighty <laughs> armies or something ridiculous. Um, so. Let's 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 have the list. What have you been? What have you done since the last uh, podcast? Right. So I finished off the Tyranid Xenomorphs video on that somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I've painted up Goku, your little yes. Goku one. Um, the video. I just need to finish off editing that, do a voiceover, and then that will be ready to rock. Um, I'm now painting up a White Scars army, which is for heresy, and it's huge as typically. Um, something like 50 jet bike, 50, sorry, words, 50 jet bikes. Um, and then how have you managed to get 50 jet bikes for heresy? Ah, you see, well, what I did is I ordered them when they got released and then I had to wait two and a half months for them to arrive. I've got three. Yeah. <laughs> but the, yeah, they, they've only just like, they showed up. As soon as they showed up, I assembled them um, and put them together. So yeah, apologies everyone that still wants jet bikes. I know Leviathan's probably the cause of that. Um, but yeah, I had to order them and then wait a silly amount of time. So if you're just waiting for them to come in stock, just don't. Just order them and then sit on your hands for a bit. Yeah, there'll be a nice surprise when they arrive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, what else? I started painting Ifrit from Lion Towers. I'm looking at all the stuff. Oh, I did um, non-metallic metal Emperor. Oh yeah, I've seen the pictures for that. Yeah, that's... Do you know what? I need to get the Ifrit printer. I keep saying it every time I see someone else working on it. I'm like, oh, I really want to. Be-. And I saw um, Dan's at uh, Chillcom. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, I really want to paint that. Like, yeah, it's such a cool model. Well, 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 well. Uh, Ifrit's going to go in a video. Um, cool. And there's going to be a chance to win uh, an Ifrit model as well. Because nice. Because me and Dan have got some kind of arrangement deal slash with if he if I buy resin prints off of him, I get a certain discount. And to the point where I was like, might as well get two ifrits then, really. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, the video is going to have uh, an option to win ifrit as well. So yeah, nice. I'll let you know when that's come out. But uh, yeah, I think you also did um, something else, uh, which I saw the other day. Uh, and sat and watched whilst I was editing. You did a battle report. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, I forgot it about was, that. It was the best battle report ever because it has no ending. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's just like, oh. It's, it's a real shame because, like, the, the like, after talk of it was quite entertaining because uh, we were talking about, like, what you did. Like, I basically lost by uh, a little bit just for points-wise and stuff, but. It was like, oh yeah, me falling back was probably the smartest thing I've done in about two years. And uh, it was quite entertaining. Um, Tom is a great person. If you go have a look for Tom's Bunker uh, on YouTube, uh, we'll see if we can get a link for it. Um, yeah, he invited me over to his house uh, to teach me how to play Star Wars Legion. Um, great game. 
Definitely going to be playing more of that. Um, Tom lives in my local area as well, so hopefully he's going to be coming over here. We're going to play in some more games. Uh, Tom is coming to Pickle Fest, which is. which is a thing we'll have to talk about very shortly. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, I was on a battle report. Hopefully, probably more in the future to come. It's going to be fun. Uh, yeah, Star Wars Legion, also amazing game. All kinds I've still of not played. Have you not played at all? No, I've never played Star Wars. I've watched battle reports, like I watched a load that um, uh, Lockie did on his channel a while back. Yeah, he yeah. He did like yeah. some uh, themed ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I've just watched the one that Tom and you did. Um, I've watched a couple of others as well, so I've got a vague idea of how the game plays. Yeah. But So like when I go into it, I'll not be fresh. Um, yeah. It's my thing of I will only play with fully painted things. Well, well, <laughs> Tom... He was talking to me afterwards, and we were talking about Picklefest as well, because Tom's coming up to Picklefest to do demo games. He is. Uh, he's doing a, a, a themed scenario uh, for us. Yes. Now, he was also discussing, me and him were discussing as well, he's like, what about if YouTubers went against each other? And I was like, yeah, you can do it. You're just kind of like trying to wrangle cats, but if you can get them in the same location and commit to an hour's worth of time playing against each other. Like that's definitely a possibility. Um, and then he said, well, what about if like Dave was Dinjarin and Grogu and then everyone else was against Dave or something like that. I was like, all of these things are good ideas. Um, whether or not they come to fruition is something as I said, wrangling cats. But, uh, I potentially had the thought of having a game against you, Legion and what at Picklefest. If we uh, have time, as like a proper game or the or the demo scenario that is uh, doing uh, as a proper game, possibly uh, like obviously uh, if, intro. If we have time, yeah. yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, obviously time, yeah. I, I mean, to be it. fair, it's one of those things where like, I mean, I can I can just do what I want. It's my event, but <laughs> right. at the same at the same time, I have to kind of make sure everything's running. Yeah, um, yeah. I. My so my job on the day is basically going to be sort of meet and greet, chatting to people, making sure that everything is running smoothly, um, and making sure everyone else is sort of okay with doing what they're doing. Uh, in terms of like the the floor and gaming and stuff, I'm going to be running a couple of um, demo slash intro sessions for Star Wars Shatterpoint. Cool. Um, so that is going to be my plan. I think I'm going to do them at sort of set times, and it's going to be like. You you will be, there'll be like probably a, a few people. Sorry, I've got hiccups. A few people can come and they can like learn how to play together. Yeah. I will control one team, or I will sort of referee one. Per, like some people can control one team, some people can control another, and I will sort of sit and go. Right now, you need to do this. Now you do that. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be what I'm doing. Um, just because I've got the set and it's all I say it's all painted. The, all the terrains painted, and four of them, six of the models are painted. Nice. Um, so I just need to finish the last few, last lot of models and then get everything varnished so that it can be touched. Um, <laughs> Touchy. Um, but yeah, so that's going to be my sort of plan. Um, cool. So Pickle Fest um, mm-hmm. is a small community event that I am running at the end of July. Um, it's not a convention. There are no stalls, although there might be some paint to buy. Um, I've in talks with uh, Peter at Two Thin Coats. Oh, um, Okay to because he's coming over so i've said if he if he wants to supply paint for the hobby area mm. uh, for people 
yeah. um, then I'm okay with him bringing some stock for cool. him to potentially then sell if people off the back of it if people like it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a small community event. There's going to be space for hobbying. We've got the uh, hobby hero people, so Elston and Judge Gudge and Moggy coming. Yeah. Um, they are going to be on hand to ask if you've got any questions or feedback that you need, or just to you know just to hang out and paint with. Yeah. Um, we've got spaces for gaming if you want to bring your own stuff to game, like 40k, Kill Team, Warcraft, like whatever you want to play. Um, we will have some terrain and stuff, but if it's anything specific, then you have to bring that yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, we will also have some sort of demo table set up. As I said, we've got Star Wars Legion that Tom's Tabletop Bunker is doing. Is it, is it Tom's Tabletop Bunker or is it just Tom's Bunker now? I think it might just be Tom's Bunker now. All oh, right, it I, used I might, to be Tom's might, Tabletop Bunker. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. I anyway, yeah. it, either one of his name is, is running a Star Wars <laughs> Legion uh, scenario. It will help you learn how to play Star Wars Legion. I'm running Star Wars Shatterpoint. Uh, we've got a bunch of content creators that are going to come down, and we are going to um, do a like a talk show panel, mm-hmm. uh, which is going to be quite fun. Um, <laughs> so that'll be I'll be presenting that. Like I'll be playing. I'll be I'll be being Graham Norton. Okay, <laughs> um, and everyone else is going to be the guests, and I'll ask questions and stuff, and then we'll take questions from the from the audience and and do that. Yeah. That's going to be set up properly, so it's like a proper thing. Nice. Um, so that, I'm looking forward to that. There's a painting competition. It's just one open category, uh, one entry per person. Um, open category. And there's some prizes for like first, second, and third place there. Um, also, I'm not saying first, second, or third. I'm saying winner. And then two commenders. Okay. Because okay. then it's not a, oh, I'm the worst of the winners sort yeah. of thing. Like, uh, um, well done for joining in. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's a small community event. Uh, we've had to sort of ticket it just so that we can more or less limit how many people come, if I'm honest. Yeah. Fair. Um, just because it's not a massive venue, um, but it is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. And I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, we should uh, hopefully, if uh, all goes well, we might, should have t- uh, a link in the description of videos where you could be able to purchase said ticket. Yeah. Um, if um, how many last time you were about thirty or so, weren't I you? I think we're at about thirty, so there's about twenty tickets left. Just because okay, I, okay. I've limited it to fifty, just because I don't want to have the same issue that Warhammer Fest had, where everyone's just <laughs> queuing and sat around with nothing to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. It should be good. Like I said, don't come expecting like the best convention in the world. It is a small community event where you can hang out and paint with other people and do mm-hmm. that social side of things. You can game with people. You can try new games. You can, there's going to be board games and card games there as well if you want to try those. Um, it's going to be fun. It's going to yeah. It's going to be it's going to be a nice day. Um, I'm I'm really looking forward to it, and hopefully it it does well enough and people like it. I'll get feedback afterwards, and then it's something that I can look at building on. Yeah. For the for the future and maybe making it bigger, maybe turn it into a proper convention. But I want to make sure the community part of it is is sort of down first. Yeah, yeah it's it's it's. Uh, I know Moggy and Judge are like they're up for it as well, and obviously, uh, it's one of these things I'm I'm trying to get more excited about and put more effort into just attending these sorts of things because it's. It just breaks the monotony of solitude, yes. essentially. That's, that's kind of <laughs> yeah. the reason for it. Is like the the hobby that we do. Like, if you game a lot, then yeah, you, you know, you yeah. get a social thing. But if as as someone that mostly paints 
and doesn't get to game very often. It is a very solo hobby. Mm-hmm. Um, and introducing that we've all got like discords that we're on or Facebook groups that we're on, or we've got group chats with us friends and stuff. And it's just doing that, but in real life is, yeah. is basically what we're doing. So yeah, it should be fun. Yeah. I think it's going to be uh, I think it's going to be a good day. A good day. Um, yeah. Hopefully looking forward to it. <laughs> a bit rubbish if it weren't. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just out of curiosity and this is a little bit peek behind the curtain. Uh, have you got access to it on a Friday or were you set up first thing Saturday? Uh, I, I need to go down and check with the venue because they're usually fine with me setting stuff up on the Friday. Okay. Um, if, as long as they've not got anything booked in. Sure, sure. Um, so I need to check and see if they have got anything booked in. If they haven't, then it, I can't see it being an issue. Cool. No Because it just means that it's less stuff to rush around doing on the, uh, the on the Saturday morning then. Yeah. Well, because uh, Tom, uh, being in my area, we're talking about possibly coming up in convoy. So we'll see though. Um yeah. Uh yeah, should be good. Should be good. So how about yourself, hobby wise? What have you been up to? Uh quite a lot recently since well, since the last podcast. I've done quite a, f- a fair bit of stuff. Uh, obviously Leviathan. Mm-hmm. Uh, most recently is what I've sort of been well, it's not. Most recently I've actually been working on some Spider-Man's um from oh. Marvel United. Cool. Um which I picked up at Chilcom. Um, Yay! I I've been looking at Marvel United for a while. I really like the sort of chibi style superhero miniatures, um, and I've been looking at it for a while. And keep being to pick it up and just haven't done. And then I picked it up at Chillcom. I got the Spider Man box. I got the Deadpool box. Um, and the the idea was it's a fun painting project. There's only a few models, and then it'll be a, a fun game that I can play with Alfie. Yeah. Uh, so I got home, got all excited, opened everything up, then realized that I needed the core box to, to sh- play the game. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, because they're both expansions. So right. I've not played the game. Apparently it's really good, but I've not played it. Um, but most recently, yeah, I went to watch the new Spider-Verse, uh, Spider-Man uh, Into how? the Spider-Verse movie. Yeah, yeah. What, how is that? Is it a good film? I loved it. Okay. I love the first one because it, it is just like. It's, so here's the thing: the, the live action Spider Man films, I like them. Spider Man is my favorite Marvel yeah. character. He's my favorite comic book character. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I like all the live action ones, but these they are limited by being live action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The animated one, like the one that they did last year or the year before. Yeah. Um, and then this, this this most recent one. I like the animation style. I like that everything's got its own art style, like the comic yeah. books. I like all the references to things and all the different Spider-Mans that they can put in it yeah. without like having to like, cast. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just, yeah. it is, if you like Spider-Man and you like comic books, even if you don't read comic books like religiously, if you're just like vaguely into them, like it is a fantastic movie. Absolutely loved yeah. it. And I got home and I was like, oh, I want to paint some Spider-Mans. So <laughs> I opened up my copy of Marvel uh, United Spider-Man one, and I've got I've painted Spider-Man, cool, and I've painted <clears throat> Miles Morales, nice, and then I've not posted this on Twitter and Instagram yet, but I've painted Spider Gwen. Ah, oh, cool. Um, and I, um, I started working on Green Goblin last night, but it was too hot, so I stopped. Yeah, um, it's a bit cooler today, and it, it is a bit cooler today. Yeah. I've still got the fan on, but it is it's. It's overcast outside. It's yeah. lovely. Yeah, it's typical <laughs> brick grey weather. We yeah. love it. <laughs> um, so that's what I've, that's 
Technically, that's what I've worked on most recently is those three models. No, um, nice. Just as a little bit of a side project, I wanted to start working on my next video, but because it's been so warm this week, mm. I've been like, I can barely focus on painting, let alone filming and painting. Yeah, It's yeah. the reason why I've not finished editing two. I've got two videos filmed, mostly edited, but I need to record a talking head, but I've just been sweating every night. So I'm like, yeah. I don't want to talk to camera while I look like this. Yeah, it's kind of that almost unbearable, like, I, I just need to find a way to, like, not do anything and survive yeah. until... Because, like, in the, in the evenings as well, at nighttime, it's still really warm. So, so here's the thing, is our house is terrible um, <laughs> because, because of the way that it faces. So this side of the house, the front of the house... Hmm. gets the sun all morning because right. the sun rises like directly in that direction. Right. So we get the sun all morning on that side of the house and then we get the sun all evening and afternoon on this side of the house. <laughs> but then it means like today, outside, it is lovely and cool. It is, it is brilliant. Yeah, in the right. house, it is still red hot because uh, our house just holds on to that heat. Our right. house will not cool down for like another two days. Uh, by which point it'll probably be warm outside again <laughs> it's like it's fine if it's if it's one day but if it's been like we've had like a full week of it just being red hot our house just continuously stays warm <laughs> just perpetual oven yeah it, it starts to cool down in like the middle of the night because there's been no sun in it for a while but then it's only a few hours and then the sun comes up and goes ha ha I'm back <laughs> And starts warming the house up again. Um, so it, it takes us a few days to like catch up. Um, oh. In the same way, to be fair, it's the same way like when it does get hot, it takes our house like a day or two before our house is too hot because it takes a while for it to actually warm up. <laughs> right, so, okay. so this is what bit, it's our problem. It's terrible in the summer when it's red hot all the time. It's also terrible in the winter because it doesn't get warm. <laughs> it's just crap. It's just a crap house. Um, so yeah, so most recently I've been painting the Spider-Man stuff. Uh, I painted all of my Star Wars Shatterpoint terrain. Nice. Um, that was the last project that I did. Uh, I've got a video, like I said, it, it is pretty. It's like eighty percent done. I need to record a talking head for the beginning, and then just put some music and voice and uh, voiceover on it, and that's it. Nice. Um, I've got my Tyranid basing video that is also recorded because um, I did that at the same time as I painted my Tyranids from Leviathan. Mm-hmm. Um, again, just need to finish editing that. Uh, my Tyranids, they were the last massive project that I worked on. Uh, they were a hell of a lot of fun. They are they are looking very nice indeed as well. Thanks, man. Yeah. Um, I've surprisingly like I've only had one negative comment about them being bright, um, yeah. and I was sort of like, Do you know what? I know that this color scheme is not for everyone. Not everyone likes that sort of thing, but I like yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I got a similar kind of thing with my xenomorph video i got one guy going this video is completely irresponsible i was like oh okay irresponsible. yeah i know i was like oh i've triggered someone this must be a good video yeah. <laughs> um so yeah i did the nids uh before that i was working on uh shatterpoint i was painting some of the miniatures like i said there, there's miniatures in that but have you painted any of yours yet have you no, I've not, I've not i've not assembled any of it yet i the white scars came out and it has been my sole focus for two weeks now but uh yeah no that is that's next on the hit list yeah um, you need to get them 
get some get them at least built so that we can play a game at pickle fest mm. oh yeah 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 yeah. i'll do that i'm i'm already kind of eyeing up the expansions i'm like oh yeah mace window that would be fun honestly i don't think i've seen a single expansion set that i don't want to get the only the only downside and like if anyone ever bitches about games workshop and their prices Take a look at Star Wars Shatterpoint and the models you get for the price it is, and you're like, okay, um, hmm. yeah, because uh, like forty quid an expansion, and you get four models. Yeah, I think it might be even fifty quid. So you're looking at wrong place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. If yeah, if you're going direct, it's like fifty. But anyway, it's uh, still like you're getting four models, so it's at least a ten or a model at least. Well, so, it's, it, the thing is, though, is I look at it as it's hard because I look at it as how much does a character cost from Games Workshop? Is it is it hard or are you so think- done? <laughs> <laughs> so I look at it as your how a character from Games Workshop would cost sort of twenty twenty five quid ish twenty if, to twenty five quid ish if it's hard. Yeah, um, and that's essentially what you get. You're getting four characters. Because well, generally you're getting two characters, and then you're getting two unique sculpts of like supporting units. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so for all intents and purposes, you're getting four characters. Now yeah. the, the the issue comes is that you have to buy all four of those together. Yeah, true. If it was just right here, all, the, all every miniature for Star Wars Shatterpoint is sold individually. It's all they're all a tenner. It would not be an issue. Like no one would complain yeah. about that. I don't think. Yeah. Because yeah. you could just tailor it and go right. Well, I know I want him, and I know I want that model yeah and yeah, you, yeah. you would just buy this whereas some of the stuff you might go well i want that character and i maybe want that supporting unit but i'm not bothered about the operative or I, whatever i guess and the problem with that is each one would need its own individual packaging at that point and i'm guessing these i'm guessing these squads essentially are all on one sprue to a degree, I'm guessing. I haven't seen uh, them a lot of them are, but I mean that, that comes down to design. Like if yeah, they wanted yeah. to go the route of Salem's individually, they would design them so that they were all. But yeah. to be fair, though, the sprues are quite good. So when I was building stuff, like yeah, like, on the sp- sprues like this, and then all the parts for one model are just here in this one section. And yeah, the yeah. Parts of the next model are there, so they could split those up. But I understand that obviously it's not as simple as just going, we'll just split them up and, and put them in different yeah. boxes. Because well, there's extra, like you said, like packaging, there's extra production cost with having multiple sprues set up. Yeah, um, artwork, X, Y, Z. All that. So I, I get it. but um, So that's that's why I look at stuff and go, yeah, it seems like a lot paying 40 quid for four models. But then yeah. what you're actually getting is four characters and all the cards and a bunch of tokens. Um, I, I think as well, and this is kind of an outside of the box thinking is um, that combined with Leviathan have both happened in very quick succession of each other. Yeah. Like Shatterpoint came out two weeks before the pre-order. Shatterpoint, no, Shatterpoint. Uh, Cause you got Sh- your no, Shatterpoint launched as in you could buy it on the yeah. same day that the pre-order went up for Leviathan. Yeah. Oh, no, the, sorry. The week, the week before, uh, It'd be like a week. How, or two how long before. has it been since Games Expo? Has it been two weeks? Uh, I, think, I think two weeks. Yeah, right. Yeah. So it and so pre-orders went up last weekend, didn't they? So yeah, it's been yeah. like a week. Yeah, before. so yeah, so uh, Shatterpoint went up for for sale the, the same day that our embargo dropped for 
yeah. for, for Leviathan. Which was a week before the pre-orders started. Yeah. So, and they're both uh, box sets which are over £100 each, yeah. like Shatterpoint. Well, they're, they're the same price pretty much, aren't they? They're about yeah. quid. I mean, yeah. you'll get them cheaper if you go to independence and stuff. But Exactly. Um, and, uh, I mean, if Asmodee had any chance, I'm guessing it, releasing it at the Expo is probably actually the smarter move. But, yeah. um, I mean, to be honest, they seem to have done all right from it because, like, like my Star Wars Shatterpoint video, I know hmm. it came out before my Leviathan one, but so far it's outperformed my Leviathan one. Uh, well, um, and I've seen a lot of other content creators that have done Star Wars Shatterpoint content that has done really well. They seem to have, like, sold decently. Yeah, well, I mean, he, here's the odd thing about the Leviathan thing. It, um, this isn't uh, anything to do with Shatterpoint. It's more to do with Leviathan. Is even people that are not content creators that are affiliated with Games Workshop, so don't have an NDA or anything like that, have Leviathan. And obviously, I'm assuming they're getting it off a shop or something like that. That's getting yeah. Early I've access. seen I've seen a few people like that. It was the same with Shatterpoint. Like we got sent Shatterpoint early to do <laughs> stuff, and then I saw people that were like, "Oh, my local store's got their demo copy, and they're letting me paint it." And yeah, exactly. do you know what I mean it's stuff like that? And I imagine it's the same with Leviathan. They they will have the store copy. Or hmm. like, you know, or, or they're just mates and they're just going on, you know, just eager. Yeah. Don't, don't tell anyone where you got it. Yeah. But the, the only downside with that is the fact that my feed has just been full of Leviathan stuff. And I just don't know. I'm just like, like, okay, you've painted a Terminator. It's, okay. kind, of, it's kind of why I'm not in a rush to do anything. I, I'm going to do some stuff with the Space Marine half. Like yeah. my plan for the Space Marine half is very much I will paint each model individually. Mm-hmm. essentially as a character even like models from like five man squads or whatever i will paint yeah. them all individually and i want to do a really nice display style army for my salamanders now that i'm starting them up again cool um whereas my tyranids i wanted to get them all done i don't yeah. i don't like especially like and again peek behind the curtain how early on we had leviathan mm-hmm. like i had it about a month before I was allowed to post anything about it. Right. So you can get stuff done in a month. So you can get stuff done. So all these people that post stuff, and like, you know, I know everyone's schedule is different and like the amount of stuff going on, like personal lives and stuff. Like I know some of them had, like they were like like, doing stuff. They couldn't do things. But like the people that it comes to like content, day you're allowed to post content and then their content is just a picture of them holding a sealed box going, I got sent this. Like, fantastic. What have you done with it though? Like, yeah i don't so i like i don't there's loads of stuff that i've been sent that i've not i've not done anything with purely because i've not had time or it's fallen at a time where i've been working on other stuff i then don't post saying oh look what i've been sent um a lot of that is because of the recent stock issues that gw is having yeah. and i think me posting a picture saying look what i got i've not done anything with it yet you can't get it well, <laughs> it, it's yeah, it, it's it's forming a very jaded view to a it certain is. degree. In I, I, in my mind, so I'm assuming it's happening possibly with some other people, where I'm just a bit sick of it already, and it's yeah. not even arrived yet. Which yeah. I'm a bit like, Mate. this is the thing. It's like there's. I look at it as it, I I don't mind seeing stuff, but then again, I get that stuff sent. I am in that area. Sure, yeah, yeah. But it, even I sort of look at stuff and I've gone like I I stuff like that. I tend to post an army up, 
Like yeah. I did that. I've done my tunings. I posted all the photos up on the day. That's it. Done. Mm-hmm. I've just got that sort of approach to how I do my content on things. I sure, don't yeah. like Instagram and Twitter and stuff. So I don't always post like every day, like you're supposed to, to keep stuff going. I'll post when I've got stuff ready. Yeah. Now, whether that's the smart thing to do or not, I don't know. Like, what a lot of the other people seem to do is they'll post a picture of one of the things they've painted up. And yeah. then like, the next day, they'll post a picture of one of the other things. And it's from the same army. It's the same color scheme, but it's just a different model and they'll drag it out a lot more. Whereas yeah. I, I tend to just go, here's like nine <laughs> photos of all the models. <laughs> Bang, shotgun approach. <laughs> yeah. And maybe I should do that. Maybe I should sort of drip feed it a bit more and, yeah. and post individual models. But then when I look at it, I'm like, I've not painted that army as individual models. I've painted that army as an army. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a, it's it's def- like that army, especially, is definitely a batch painted army. Yeah, but at the same time, like, I give kudos for people that do that because they're like, okay, well, that's your project. That's cool. That project is done. It's out of the way. Um, and I think more with... More with probably a marketing essence, and uh, people in the comments, please let us know on this. See if you feel the same. But like, I'm with all with everything that's been happening with Games Workshop and everything that's been going on. I don't know if I'm getting like old man syndrome, or it's probably like you guys are really starting to annoy me now with all of this. As I said, it's just getting feet like video after video on Leviathan, and I'm like, "Where's the good content?" Like, where, I mean, whoa! Where, <laughs> yeah, I, I watched yours. I watched yours. That's fine, but I, I'm not overly fussed. I'm just not overly fussed on someone talking about Leviathan again. And um, yeah, they, I, my, my opinion, and said so it's probably old man view. So please, no one, like, I, I'm, I'm trying not to shit on anyone, but. I'm just a bit sick of it now, and it's not even arrived. I so think I've- I think it's a fair comment. To be fair, like there is there is a fine line between uh, getting enough stuff out there to build hype, hype. And stuff like that, and then just oversaturating the market. R- exactly. And I'm like, that. you know, it, it's a fine line to do, and I think part of that is I, th- I think part of it. To be fair, is not even I say it's not on Games Workshop because they do they send stuff out. Knowing that people are going to do stuff with it, sure. Exactly. But then it's like it's like I said, there's a difference between me, and I'm not saying that I'm in the right here. I'm just comparing different approaches. I have done one post on Instagram mm-hmm. yeah. about Leviathan, and it was me going, "Here's my Leviathan Tyranids painted." Yeah. If it's- I'd done if I'd done anything with the Marines, like I said, because I'm planning on painting one at a time. If I'd done anything with them yet, it would likely be a picture of a Marine, and I'd have gone, "And here's what I'm doing with my Marines." Yeah. So that it would have been two posts. Whereas a lot of obviously con- other content creators are taking advantage of the fact that it is the new shiny box. It's a new edition. It is getting a lot of hype. So they're taking advantage of that by spreading it out. They've got multiple posts that are getting loads of interaction. But then what that's ha- what that's doing is having the the other effect that you're describing, where all you're seeing is uh Leviathan yeah. and stuff. Whereas yeah. if everyone had just posted everything on that first day we were allowed to. Yeah, right. it would have just been a hell of a lot on that first day, and then it'd be it'd been gone by now. Yeah, which is not obviously, which is not what they want as people trying to spread their brand and stuff. It's not what Games Workshop wants as mm. a company that sends stuff out and wants people to build hype. But then what you get is everyone sort of drip feeding everything. If it, and if it was all different content, it wouldn't be an issue. Exactly. But yeah, when it's ex- and again, I'm not I'm not saying that anyone is in the wrong or that I particularly don't like it. But I can understand why people would get fed up of. 
oh, it's so-and-so again with another one of the Tyranids that's painted the same as the other Tyranids I've seen all week. It's just yeah. another one of them. Like, So, uh, like, one one video out of it which did stand out was some Maverick paints. Um, like, he went to a, a converter guy who was big converting into Tyranids and said, here's the new Screamer Killer, change it. And it, much probably like Pete the Wargamer does, where they've taken something and they've put a whole unique spin on it. And that's kind of like where I'm like, okay, cool, that's different. It's it's going to be unique. It's going to be an interesting kind of watch. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if it's just a marketing strategy, which I don't necessarily like. Um, I don't necessarily say I disagree with it, because it's... It, obviously it's worked it's it's sold I out i mean can we can we also just like take a minute to appreciate that the leviathan launch just went smoothly yeah which right. like yeah i i don't do negative games workshop stuff i don't hate on them but even i've been sort of going what are you doing like with all the releases recently yeah that, yeah. Have, that have basically sold out before 10 o'clock yeah like i've been into my store and they've gone yeah we were sat ready to start putting orders through at 10 o'clock and it sold out at three minutes to 10 <laughs> because of like because of how like the website works i don't know Scout but ba- yeah, yeah basically uh like all the like kill team boxes and stuff like that that people have just been really angry about not being able to get um, yeah and like there's been quite a lot recently where they've had issues and that's one of the reasons why i've not like i've been sent a lot of the stuff and one of the reasons why i've not used it because I don't want to spend my time spending two weeks filming, editing a video to show something off that people can't buy. Yeah, it, it's kind of it rubs your nose in it a bit. Whereas, yeah, it, it's I like what GWD. I, I spoke to someone and they were like, "Oh, we don't really." Like, there's someone was being negative about it, and I was like, "Um, I, I, this this was it." Their their argument was like, "Well, they stripped the third parties from." But the amount of stuff they do. Now I've heard this go, I don't know how true it is or not, but obviously if you're a certain size business, GW are going to allocate you a certain size amount of your order. Now, if you over purchase, then in GW, like you're not a business that's big enough to sell that kind of stuff. You're, you're going in for a cash grab. So we're going to limit you. Whereas somewhere like element and firestorm where they have two or three physical shops, they're like, you guys are big enough, so therefore we'll allocate more. Anyway, the point is, is they were they they were bitching that the third parties got theirs stripped down their order amount. But- so here's here's the, here's something that all right, I've not spoke about this because I have to try and be diplomatic on like socials and stuff like this. But this is my podcast. I say whatever the hell. I want. <laughs> if you're an independent store and you try and cheat the system. Yeah. By letting people pre-order their pre-order. Yeah. And then you then get told, well, you're not getting enough stock to cover all that. And that's then your fault. Right. That's if ex- you if if you basically take all this inspre- expression of interest, which is essentially just saying, let us know if you're going to do a pre-order and we will pre-order your pre-order for you. That's what that is. Yeah. yeah it's them yeah. trying to cheat the system and sell the stuff before they can sell the stuff. Or yeah. like book book it in so that you know exactly you can't do that. You have to operate like a business and like use statistics yeah. and, and whatever. But if you if you take all these expressions of interest and then and before you know how much stock you're actually getting, doesn't matter how much you ask for, if you can ask yeah. for whatever, you need to wait until you've been confirmed how much stock you're getting before you can start saying, 
this is what we've got to sell. Yeah, yeah ex- if, exactly. So if, if you start trying to sell your stock before you know how much you've got, and then you get told, well, this mm. is how much stock you're getting, and it's not enough, that is not Games Workshop's fault. Exactly. That is your fault for, yeah. for over-promising to your customer base. If you then try and blame that on Games Workshop in a shitty Facebook post <laughs> to get sympathy, because all that does then is that... that may, Especially because there's no numbers being... Used yeah. at this point, it's all percentages. It's always percentages. Yeah. Oh, like, right. we're oh, only we, getting thirty-three percent of yeah, what we've ordered. Yeah, we're only getting thirty-three percent of what we've ordered. Yeah, but thirty-three percent of three million is a million. That's yeah. a lot. <laughs> and I'm not saying that's the number that they got. I know what the number was that they got. And there were then so there was some. I can't remember what company it was. There was a company that was complaining beforehand, saying, "Oh, Games yeah, Workshop have, have done us. They've done us dirty, and we're only it, getting thirty-three percent of what we asked for." Uh, and what that does is that a it creates uh, scarcity, like worry so yeah. people are like oh, sh- oh they've not got as many we better get on that pre-order when there's probably no need to worry mm-hmm. and b it also makes them look like the victim yet again from the big evil corporate games workshop yeah. which is not the case like no. games where if everybody asked for the amount that they had originally asked for there would be no stock anywhere because yeah. Games Workshop can't supply that much stock to every single independent store. That is exactly. ridiculous. And, and this is why I really like what Games Workshop did in the essence of they're like, we're going to hold on to it. Like, we're like, you guys can have your amounts. That's fine. Um, but if you want it, if you want it, you can get it from us, but you've got to join the queue. And But there will be enough. You just have to join the queue. And but this would, is the thing, though. Like all the, all the stock that's gone out to independent stores, if any of them have run out, I'm pretty sure that there's going to be like a second wave that'll get sent out to them just as stock rather than as yeah. the pre-order stuff. Well, yeah, I know. I know for certain that a lot of them will get will if they're a good business management, they will what they've sold will not be the amount they get. They will actually get more than what they've sold yeah. because stuff goes missing. Stuff goes there. This is this. This is this. So you need to have like access just to deal with that factor. Yeah. What you should do is you should sit as a store person, you should sit and go, right, we can't we can't sell anything until we know how much we've got. Yeah. That should be that. That should be that should be it. Yeah. And then when you know how much stock you've got, say for example, you're getting sent a thousand copies Mm -hmm. of a thing, right? You should then at that point go, right. 500 copies are going to go up on pre-order. Yeah. Or yeah. 750 or whatever. Yeah. If you especially if you've got a physical store, if you've got one physical store and then you sell online as well, maybe put maybe put 750 up yeah. for pre-order. Mm-hmm. That is your stock for pre-order. When that runs out, that's it. But we will have more stock on the day and available to order online and in store on launch day. Exactly, right? That way you've reserved some, you've got some left behind. And like, I know I'm not a businessman, there's probably more to it than that. But, but yeah, the, the, basically, don't don't try and blame Games Workshop for you, like, trying to <laughs> trying to sell stuff before you know how much stuff you've got to sell, and then it and then it not being trying to make it not your fault that you've you've promised too much. Yeah, can you can you guys believe it? We've turned into a anti rant at GW post. We've actually turned it around and going after the third parties for once. Like, do, do you know what? I love third party stores. They yeah. are they are like. And this is why I've not posted anything because I love third-party stores. I love the communities that they build. I love the fact that they sell stuff that's not just Games Workshop right, stuff. Right. But at the same time, none of them would exist if it wasn't for Games Workshop stuff because every third-party store 
is fifty yeah. percent plus Games Workshop products <laughs> and then like other stuff as well. Right. Like, the, the the majority of their revenue will come from Games Workshop stuff. So stop trying to kill the thing. Stop trying to be <laughs> the 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 plankton on the side of the whale that tries to kill the whale. Like, yeah. So, but also as well to praise GW for what they did with the uh, their queuing system and saying, well, yeah, the granted the third parties they sold out within ten minutes or some something like that. Yeah. Whereas GW, it was like the following day or something that they actually yeah it was it was a good long while yeah and Uh, the other thing as well um I posted about this on socials and stuff and it actually got quite a bit of traction because I don't think it's something I know it's not something that the the stores are supposed to talk about like publicly like on social media and stuff they can (laughs) tell people in store yeah but they're not supposed to post about it is that their terminals in the Games Workshop stores on big releases like that they skip the queue right so. I know people that were sat at home queuing on their phone, yeah. worried that it was going to sell out because of you know the scarcity that Games Workshop has seen recently. Where is so, someone... they, so they got dressed, walked down to their local store, managed or... to order one before they got through the queue on the phone. <laughs> so, so that's something to bear in mind, especially for big releases. They put that on so that the in-store terminals just skip the queue completely. There's also a business strategy, which is going to be a little bit of a message to Element Games, um, basically all the people that did Leviathan at uh, a cheap price. Um, because Firestorm is my local, and I have a lot of respect for Firestorm. It gets annoying because Firestorm aren't the cheapest. They're mm. really good at delivery. Like, if you order it, you'll get it the following day. They are hot on it with that. Um, they have three stores, which is a lot of people think, oh, well, Element's the biggest. So I'm like, Firestorm are potentially rivaling that. Um, oh, yeah. What does Element? Element's got Sheffield, Nottingham, Stockport. Stockport's the big one. Nottingham yeah. is like a tiny shoe cupboard. Yeah. Um, and Sheffield is like a normal size store. Similar kind of thing as Firestorm. I think that's kind of a similar kind of average of it. Cardiff is massive. Swindon's normal. Um, and Newport is, I think, next to a Tesco's. So, uh, yeah. Anyway. Oh, um, God, that, that's your size, like next to Tesco. <laughs> what size is that? Like, <laughs> um, But the, uh, the the logic is, it, it, it just, just as a business model strategy, is like if you know something is going to sell out, and uh, it hurts me to say this because it's not good for a consumer like me, if you know it's going to sell out, why are you trying to make it the cheapest? It's it's that sort of thing in it of uh, if you make a product cheap like it's, and it always it always comes back to this it always comes it doesn't matter what all the other independents are charging it matters yeah. what Games Workshop are charging yeah and if Games Workshop are charging one fifty and then you manage to go I will wear the cheapest like of all the independents we've knocked it down the cheapest all that is doing is proving to the consumer that yes you can sell it. Like someone, a third party can buy that product in because it's not made by them. It's mm-hmm. made by Games Workshop, so they can buy that product in and sell it at the cheapest price on the market and still make a profit. So then all that does is in the consumer's head is go, "Oh, Games Workshop are charging too much." Mm, right, Whereas- and that's all it does. It's not about competing with the other stores. It's about showing, look, look how much we can sell it for after yeah. having to buy it in and still make a profit. That's all but, that does. But the thing is, it's not a terribly great business strategy because you're making less money. So, But usually the people that can buy 
do, you, do the people that can sell it at that cheaper price usually have got bought enough stock in, or they'll get it, they'll buy the stock in at a lower rate. Sure, yeah. Or they'll buy more stock in. So whilst they might not be making as much per unit, overall they are more than likely going to make more money because they will have more to sell. Yeah. So well, he, generally, is, yeah. that's how that kind of works. Isn't it? Yeah. This well, this is more just an interest. I just find this interesting as a business thing. This is not a. Uh, I, I'm trying to come at this in a very capitalistic essence. So everyone just brace yourselves. This is hard <laughs> logic going on here, right? So I think Firestorm sold their Leviathan set for £142.50. Right. So it's like £7.50 cheaper than Games Workshop. Mm-hmm. Um, Element Games were selling it for 120 So mm-hmm. it's a £22.50 difference. I can't remember what Outpost was selling it at. Yeah, uh, I think they were all trying to aim for the 120 mark. Yeah, I think I think I can't if outburst was 120 or one 110 if you bought some markers. Yeah, yeah. or something like that. Yes, yeah, so, but the so, markers cost a tenner, so it was it, it, it was the same price. Exactly, it was something like that. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, something like that. So here's some here's some mathematics for us. So it's a 22 pound difference. Now Firestorm also sold out. So that all of their stock was gone. Now, if we are making an assumption that Firestorm and Element are equal size, yeah. how much stock do we think Element got? Because Element's going to be one of the big hitters, right? I would imagine so. Based on I, so I know how much stock um, some of the smaller, I say smaller stores, like hmm. decent sized stores, but they are like there is they've got a single physical store and then an online presence, and I know how much stock they got. Um, do we- should we take a guess at something like 900 to 1,000 boxes or something like that? Are we overshooting the mark, do we think? What, for Element? Yeah. I would say that Element definitely got more than 1,000 because that's how much this smaller store got. Okie dokie. So if we say, because three store, usually it's per physical store. Okay, let's for example, let's put Pie in the Sky figure 3,000, 1,000 per shop. Yeah. Okay. So... Here's here's a mathematical thing of why. Well, here's, so here's the thing: how is that allocated? Like, does, as Element Games, would they have or like Firestone Games or whoever? Do they have one account and they, they just get that amount and then they distribute it between the shops? Uh, yeah, or I does believe, each I, shop get its own allocation? I, I I'm not 100 percent sure. I I could go talk to the owner of Firestorm and find out, but I, I do know that, yeah, they, it comes into one area and then they distribute it accordingly. Yeah, so that I would assume that they have one account and then they, they decide how they're splitting that between yeah, the stores. But yeah. Because of they've got multiple locations, you get increased allocation because yeah, yeah. you multiple locations. So, okay, for example, let's say 3,000 3, copies of Leviathan all sell out at a £22 difference. If you want to do £22 times by 3,000. We're just doing some maths here, people. Just bear Six, with us. 66,000 pounds. So Firestorm made a 66,000 pound profit over what Element Games did. Potentially. Potentially. Yeah, we Obviously, this is all pie in the sky. We're again, guessing. Again, it depends because we don't know how much... The, I would assume no. that they would be similar prices that they're buying them in for. That's that's what um, I would have thought. So, But, but we, without yeah. knowing the exact figures, we don't know. Either yeah. way, that's they've, both, ins- they've both made money. Yeah, that's true. And I, like, I'm not trying to... Sh- as I said, this is more an interesting... As I said, I'm not trying to be mean or like nasty it's generally it just fascinates me when you know something's going to sell out 
I appreciate and I appreciate these people for dropping the prices. As a consumer, I love it. Thank you so much. Um, but as a capitalist business person, it's like, why? <laughs> why? Why? <laughs> why um, are you doing that? <laughs> like I said, with, uh, without knowing all the all the information and stuff, it'd be hard yeah. to say really. But I, I would assume it is. It must make sense somewhere. Somewhere, and, yeah. and like I said, the only the only way I can see it is that it's that sort of it's a win in in the eyes of consumers because yeah, it's, it's, they're getting it cheaper, and that it's also sort of again reaffirming the fact that they can manage to buy it in and sell it cheaper than Games Workshop and it, still make some profit because they're it, not going to sell it for not making a profit because that, that doesn't make sense. And it also does give brownie points towards the store as yeah, well, exactly. Um, with, so the consumer is more likely to return. So yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. That, that's that. That's something that can't be understated. Like yeah, if they are consistently cheaper. Yeah, people exactly. are people are just and then even if like they because what 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 happens with stuff like that is someone will look at a big box like that and they go it's way cheaper here and then they might look at something else and go oh, that's cheaper as well mm. and then if, at some point they will just default to ordering from that store yeah. and then they stop checking prices yeah, and yeah, yeah. like eighty percent of the stuff might be cheaper than elsewhere but then there might be a few things if you did shop around you could get it a little bit cheaper elsewhere but yeah, because exactly. you've become so used to shopping in one place because it's always been the cheapest. You just yeah. shop there by default, and that is your store. That is where you shop now. So yeah, that's also like an interesting little psychological thing. I was just, I, I was kind of curious about this little logic, and I, yeah, I haven't really spoken to anyone about it. But anyway, back anyway, to welcome, well, welcome to psychology. Anonymous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, well done, GW, for a release where people were able to get their copies. And, yes, and everything like that. It um, was, it was really nice being able to look online and just see positive everywhere like yes we've all managed to get one anyone that and then anyone that waited like more than a couple of days and then complained saying oh, i can't get one like don't no. wait a couple of days to get something that's yeah. a, a special edition pre-order thing yeah like you if, if basically if it if it lasted like even if it just lasted the morning like if it lasted until saturday afternoon yeah. that would still have been a win in my yeah. book compared yeah. to recent launches but the fact that it lasted until the following day like if you've left it that long, mate, that is your fault. <laughs> you know, you know what's going to happen though with the way because it was quite successful. Um, GW might carry on this trend and go right. Okay, well, we'll put less allocation out to the third parties. And I don't. Keep it more I, honestly, I don't think. I don't necessarily think that it is that because the, a lot of the issues they've had recently um, with again, like Kill Team, as an example. Mm-hmm. They, they the issue isn't how much they've been sending out to third parties or content creators or whatever because like no. I've seen the amounts of stock that stores are getting and it is not huge at all for stuff like that no. it's very minimal the issue that they've had is that they've had a, 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 the 10th edition launch box taking up so much space and so much manufacturing yeah. like, uh, capacity uh, and capacity yeah. that they've not been able to make as much of all the other stuff yeah well I mean it goes for the jet bikes as well I'm pretty sure yeah. they didn't come out because so, uh, basically I'm not. And I'm not. This is not like me giving Games Workshop a, a sort of get out of jail free card or anything because they should manage it better. But essentially, if, if you look back at all the issues from this year of stocking issues, mm. it it will the majority of it will be because of 10th edition. Yeah, because yeah. The, because of how much like production capacity and storage uh, those boxes have taken up. And now that they are done and out of the way, going forward, 
Yeah. The, like every- the, ne- the next big release, as in like the next big edition release, is not going to be for until like Age of Sigmar, which is probably going to be next year or the year after. Yeah, I don't think, uh, sadly, so, I don't think Age of Sigmar, unless they come up with something really cool, I don't think they'll have anything like this kind of level. Oh, it, it'll like- not be as much, no, because like, I mean, you can still buy Dominion. Like, <laughs> you can still buy Dominion in some shops. Like people can't yeah. get rid of that. But um, that's my point. Is like there's no big release now. Like all, I mean, there For are while, big, bigger yeah. releases. Like you know, the big like Kill Team box or whatever. Like they are like decent releases. But there's nothing like this. No. So I'm hoping that now that this is sort of done. Yeah, we should be able they, to get back to having be able yeah. to get hold of stuff again. Like pre-ordering stuff on pre-order day should just be a case of I'm going to pre-order it. I've yeah. done it. Cool. That, were, that were easy. Well, rather though, than rather than praying to the gods and you yeah. know, having to sacrifice a goat. And- Although oddly, it's taught me to not bother. I'm like, well, I can't be bothered. Um, but I don't know. It, yeah, well done, GW, for doing yes, that one. Well that's, done. Yeah, well done. Is 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 the is what we took a really long way around it, to say? But that's yeah. basically it. Well you, screw, you screwed up on Warhammer Fest, but you did redeem it with the Leviathan launch. So yeah, let's. Uh, yeah, you win some, you lose some, but you do, you get in there. You get yeah. in there. That's the main get, thing. Get in there. <laughs> um, we've gone on for a hell of a lot longer than we normally do on the yeah. podcast. So I think we should probably wrap it up. It's been nice to just sort of catch up and yeah, uh, and get back to doing doing a e- podcast. Exactly um, right. Yeah, it's been it's been. Um, like I said, we yeah. will try. We will. I know we always say this, but we will try and make sure it's regularish. I'm not going to say every two weeks, uh, but we'll try and make sure because, like, we enjoy doing it. And whenever we sit down to do it, we enjoy doing it. We have a good yeah, time. Yeah, we do. And uh, we, to be fair, we enjoy like all the feedback and comments and stuff that we get on stuff yeah. as well, like yeah. on Discord and whatever. So we'll try and get another one done um, and and keep these up. We'll probably do a live something live. Uh, mm. What I might do actually is record the uh, the content creator panel. Yeah, pickle fest. Okay, okay, put that out as an episode. I shall bring up mics and cameras and stuff like that as well. Yeah, yeah. So see if we can um, Jerry rig something together as well with that because that could be fun. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, we'll we'll have more stuff coming soon. I hope you've enjoyed yeah. this episode, guys. Thanks for uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for coming back and, and enjoying yes. uh, the dulcet turns of Elston and yes. myself. Um, Elston, where can people find you on the World Wide Web? Uh, OnlyFans, Elston. Um, <laughs> it's where you can find my sweet, sweet ass. Um, no, uh, you can find me at Elston Nation on YouTube, Elston Nation on Instagram, Elston Nation Minis on Facebook. I'm on Reddit as well, but I rarely go on there. I just go on every now and then to see how much crazy is going on um uh, yeah if if you want to talk or anything drop me a comment drop, drop me a message whatever happy to chat um if not i'll be lucky on the pickle jar discord somewhere yeah and for myself you can find me um on youtube at the pickle jar uh, my live stream channel which i've not live streamed for a while but i am planning on doing a few at some point soon um over on pickle vision uh, you can find me on all the various social medias if you just search for the pickle jar i'll i'll come up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, or you can find me, as Elston said, on my Discord server. Um, link for everything in the description and stuff. Oh, also, come to Picklefest. Yeah, come to Picklefest. There'll be links for that. It's going to be fun. It's going to be off the wall. <laughs> fun. <laughs> off the wall fun. I mean, technically, it's going to be off the wall fun. There's not going to be any on the wall fun because I don't mm. want to get charged extra for damaging property. Or like cleaning uh, up residue 
yeah. Anyway, on that note, let's end the podcast there. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for coming back. And we'll catch you in the next episode. Yeah. Have fun, people. Till next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Are we actually stopping the thing? What? Are we stopping? Are we going? Are, we still gr- Are you still recording? Are you still recording? I am still recording. Are you still recording? I, I am, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is where we're supposed to end it. What? Well, can we like end it like synchronized? We can go like three, two, one, and then both go end. We could do that. Let's do it. Three, three, two, two, one, one, end. End. <laughs> I, I didn't end it. Did you end it? No. No. <laughs> so we've got to stop at some point. That's what she says. <laughs>